The 55th Super Bowl is this weekend, and a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. So DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to 25000 bucks. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Now, for all new customers, DraftKings Sportsbook has a no-brainer of an offer. DraftKings is giving you a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. Yep, you heard that right. All it takes is one touchdown, Brady and Mahomes, and your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code BULL, B-U-L-L, to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. Plus, all new customers will have a shot to double their money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's code BULL, B-U-L-L, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash predictions dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is a special edition of the SI Fantasy and Gambling Podcast presented by DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook. Ben Heisler flying solo today. And as you guys know, we at SI, we try to take it upon ourselves to have you covered when it comes to every fantasy play, every possible proposition bet, or play on the Super Bowl. But there's another thing that you can do, and that's play squares over the course of the Super Bowl as well. And it's nice because once you set your square, you can set it and forget it, and you don't have to worry about everything else and other extraneous things happening over the course of the game. Um, I love squares, and I love that you can have sort of a big environment with your friends and family playing together, but obviously that may not be the case this year due to COVID-19 and social distancing, or so we thought. Super Squares is going to be hosting the world's biggest Super Bowl squares party during Super Bowl 55 live on Twitch, and you can actually enter against all your friends, all your family, and there's up to $2.4 million on the table, plus... If you've ever wanted to be attached to a Guinness World Record, this could be your shot as well. So I'm very excited to be joined by the host of this party on Twitch, Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowl center Matt Burke, and the longtime morning radio voice of ESPN Radio and National Radio Hall of Famer Mike Golick. What's going on, fellas? I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks. Our, our pleasure. And you know what? I like Matt's. It's always amazing because people say, oh, you know, you had this great broadcasting career, which I still hope to continue you got these accolades for it, but I'd still rather be introduced as a Super Bowl champion and six-time Pro Bowler because yeah. now I get introduced as a broadcaster and people forgot I even played nine years in the league. Yeah. I'd rather have Matt's resume. <laughs> no, no, you, hey, you're a Hall of Famer. I, that's what I just learned. You're in the Hall of Fame, Mike. So, I mean, I, I don't have that. Well, yeah. There's, o- there's only so many words that I could try to use. I, I mean, we can put it together. Like, sometimes people get uncomfortable when you have, like, that super long resume on a radio. You're like, all right, well, I guess there's nothing more to say. <laughs> That's true. There is nothing more to say. We're done. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good talking to you guys. Um, so, you know, amidst everything going on for the Super Bowl, I'll, of course, have my different Super Bowl bets and fantasy lineups. Uh, you know, we can be pretty occupied over the course of the day whenever you're betting the game, but... Squares, like I said, is fun because 
once you go ahead and enter your square or multiple squares, you're you're done. You can sort of set it and watch the game unfold and, and root for different outcomes based on the squares that you have. Um, I'd love to know sort of how this plan and process all came together for you guys and also how you get thousands upon thousands of people onto a squares board together. How does that work? Well, Ben, I, I would I would I would disagree a little bit. I love playing squares too because it's it's nostalgic, right? I mean, it's just kind of like it's a Super Bowl tradition. But the game, you know, there's no there's no skill involved. So uh, a blindfolded monkey has a good a chance as winning at football squares than a Hall of Famer like Mike Golick. Um, <laughs> and you know, and 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 normally, if you're like me, which seems to be my my mo is when I join a squares game, I get my numbers and I get like a five and a nine. And so I'm done. Like it's over for me. Okay. There's no chance of me ever of those numbers ever coming up uh, with super squares. It's a little bit different. We have you make three predictions about the game. So there is a skill element involved and those are graded on a, on a curve. Uh, you depending on how close you get is how many points you get for your predictions. And then we have a dynamic squares, meaning you get, you get your first super square at the beginning of the game. And that's four number combinations, not just one. And we give partial credit. So if you match one of the numbers, you get points. And then every quarter you get a new super square, meaning you get four new number combinations. So there's something to actually do during the game. You can, it's, you, it's more participatory, you know, and, and, things, and things change. And so it, it does keep you, uh, keep you involved. It's not, it's not overbearing. We're not talking about a huge lift here, but you're never stuck. And you get the kind of the, the long burn of, of your predictions of that adrenaline to see, you know, how, how, how the game is going. And then each quarter to see if you matched one or both of your numbers, you can get that adrenaline spike. You know, in different ways to score because the prediction is really cool. Because when you go in game, like if you predict which, which team will have the leading receiver and how many yards, how many yards that person will have. The closer you get to those yards, you'll see your predictor score. You'll be like within the 85 percentile or the 90 percentile. Or if you do really bad, the 10 percentile. And it gives you a point total based on that. So that's the skill part of it. You're, if you do well on those predictions, you're going to score more points. And like Matt said, giving you different numbers each quarter so you're not stuck with bad numbers is a really cool thing. And then the, the reactive part to the, the, the advertisements in there. When, when you look at the winning scores in this, they're separated by a point or two, and that's it. So they show a couple of commercials, and then what they do is they ask you questions about the commercial. So you have to actually watch it and, and know what's in it. And when you get asked the question, if you answer correctly, you get points for that. And that's going to help you win prizes down the road. So it is really cool how it's interactive. It'll take you about three minutes to set up your game. And then it'll take over the scoring for you. And it's free, by the way. And you have a chance to be part of the world record you talked about. And there's $2.4 million in cash and prizes up for grabs. So not only do you have the opportunity to be interactive, you can still play the squares game, sort of everything involved, but then you have the Twitch watch party as well. What are fans and people that are participating going to get a chance to be able to do as part of that watch party? Are they going to be able to ask you guys questions? Can they nerd out on the game? What, what's going to be a part of that conversation? All, all of the above, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, anybody who's familiar with Twitch knows it's, it's very interactive. You can enter the chat. Uh, you know, Mike and I'll be not doing play-by-play, -play, but certainly certainly commentating on what we see. And I mean, I don't know how a defensive lineman looks at the game. He probably just looks at the ball and says, you know, go get ball. But, you know, offensive guys, we're, we're a little bit more intellectual, uh, have a, 
have a have have a different viewpoint could probably offer some insights to the uh, to the fans. But no, I mean, it, you know, essentially, it's going to be like sitting on the couch with Mike and I uh, watching the game and and uh, and and having fun. I, well, I haven't been on the Twitch enough to know. Am I allowed to drink heavily while I'm sitting there? That's what I, that's the only thing I need to know. Well, yeah, we will be together, and, and I've got the rental car. I'm driving you home, so yeah, you can you can do it every. There you go. By the way, you know, he's going to rip D lineman. Let me rip O lineman. So whenever you see, when you see the line, they break the huddle and they go to the line of scrimmage, you'll see the center pointing out some things. Don't believe anything of what they say he's doing. All he's doing is saying, hey, you hold that guy. Hey, you hold that guy. I'm going to hold this guy. That's what they do because they're the least athletic guys on the field. So they have to hold people to get away with it. That's true. I, I like this. I like this new rivalry that's coming as a result of the squares competition. Like I, I almost feel like if you guys sort of have your own board and you're playing along too, it can just add a little bit more fuel to the fire here. And by the time the game is done, you know, Mikey might be, you know, heavily, you know, deep into a beverage. Matt still has to drive you home, but there, the rivalry is going to start to build here. That can be a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, and, and, and offshoot of that, and just what you're talking about is, like people like to play squares as a group. And we know this year you may not be able to be a group, but you can still play as a group. Within this app, there's a skybox. And what the skybox, if you have 20 people that you play squares with, super squares is going to, you can start a skybox where you can have those 20 guys in there and you're still playing against one another. So you can still have that competition. And by the way, your score in that skybox still counts as the national score. So you can win. And the other cool thing that, and I, as I found out, because I've won because of some of this, if somebody makes you their buddy, say two people want to, you know, register for this and you make each other your buddy. If you win something and you have a buddy, that buddy wins the exact same prize. Nothing gets, nothing's diminished. You win the exact same prize. So that's kind of a cool thing as well to get kind of a double win. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all about any time that you can sort of increase that opportunity to, to share in with more people, especially because this is sort of this golden age of more audience participation when it comes to football, when it comes to, to betting and fantasy and adding a whole different component to sort of make the game and take it onto a whole new level. So if people are looking to play, can they download the app? Can they visit the website? Where can they go to make sure that they're a part of it? Yeah, both. It's in the App Store, Super Squares, or our website, supersquares.com. Uh, you can you can read about it and, and, and the rules and and all the different prizes that we have. We have a, a, a $2 million jackpot for a perfect game. Uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, somebody is going to win a brand new, not even on the market yet, Rivian electric adventure vehicle. Uh, maybe maybe oh. two people, because if, if the person who wins has a buddy, uh, the, the buddy will win one as well. Yeah, think about this. That's, that's $80,000. Uh, you can make more playing super squares for free on Sunday than a player on the losing Super Bowl team. Huh? And, 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 and you probably have a lot more fun. You're not going to be sore the next day. Yeah, yeah. You don't, or, you don't or have to bum that you lost. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. It, it's it's going to be a ball. Like you said, we're going to try and set a world record with the most people playing squares game. I'm inviting people into my skybox. You can make your own, but you can also join mine. My password is Golik. I'll tell you straight out. It's Golik. You join mine. If you win my skybox, I'm going to give you a $250 gift certificate to the Hall of Fame Pro Shop where you can buy your favorite team's gear there. So, I mean, it's again, it's free. It's fun to do. And, man, you can win. So that's a really cool thing. It does sound like a lot of fun. And I'm also all aboard anything that's free that doesn't make me sore the next day. We just had a conversation <laughs> with uh, 
with Mark Ingram and I was asking him about what it's like to take another grown man and physically throw him directly off of you and stiff arm into the ground. And I said, you know, I, I just need to learn about this because this is something that I will never experience in my life. I might know what it's like to be thrown, but not to actually do the throwing. So I'm all about that opportunity uh, and excited to give it a try. I'm hoping we can nerd out a little bit about this game and actually talk about this from both an offensive and defensive line perspective. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think people are going to be talking about Mahomes versus Brady. It's the, the key storyline. It's the easy one. But uh, let's not forget on the Chiefs side, and Matt, I'll start with you here. Eric Fisher is out with an Achilles injury. That's her starting left tackle. That's a guy that's played with Mahomes almost every step of the way. So can you tell me a little bit more about what those conversations and installs are like over the, you know, these few weeks for Kansas City uh, to try and figure out sort of what those protections might now be, knowing that a key part of the offensive line is no longer going to be there for the Super Bowl? Huge loss. Huge loss. I mean, you know, to have a Pro Bowl left tackle and for Pat Mahomes to just know, okay, I got to worry about all this stuff, but I don't have to worry about my left tackle. I don't have to worry about my blind side. For him to be out, to have to put some somebody new in there, huge. Um, how it affects everything else is I think you'll see, right, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they're smart coaches. Uh, they're not going to leave that guy out on an island. They'll, they'll have a tight end over there chipping the defensive end on his way out or running back chipping on the way out, which sounds like, oh, okay, problem solved. But that throws off the timing of everything. You know, that means Travis Kelsey's two seconds later now getting into, getting into his route or, or the running back out in the flat. And so when you, when you really haven't had to do that all year because you know Eric Fisher is going to handle his business, uh, it, 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 it affects everything. And it'll be, I mean, it'll be really, really interesting. As great as Pat Mahomes is, as great as this offense is, it'll be interesting to see because you saw what Jason Pierre-Paul did to the backup left tackle, the Green Bay Packers. He was a, he was a huge factor. And doesn't matter if you're Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, it's really hard to complete a pass when you're laying on your back. So let me, let me play host of something when I used to do this for, for a living and, and piggyback on that, Matt, and ask you this, because you're right, Bakhtiari was out the left tackle for Green Bay and his backup and the right tackle, by the way, they both got dealt on by Pierre Paul and Chuck Barrett. Mm -hmm. So we just, you just talked about Eric Fisher. Talk about the difficulty of a three personnel switch, because that's what's going to happen. Remmers goes from right tackle to left tackle to take over for Fisher. Wiley goes from right guard to right tackle, and your backup comes in to play right guard. So you have a three personnel switch. So while these guys have all played for a while and, and they have reps under their belt, still talk about the difficulty of now a three personnel switch. So, yeah, everything says, I mean, that is so less than ideal, right? Like that is not what you want to do, especially going after a very good defense, high energy, guys that fly around, great pass rushers, all that. But when we won the Super Bowl eight years ago, we lost a guy in the season finale in a meaningless game, and we did the exact same thing. We kicked, we kicked our left tackle over to right tackle, Michael Orr. We inserted Brian McKinney left tackle, and we took the right tackle and put him left guard. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And we won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of defies all, all logic. Um, the one thing, it, it, it sounds like a mess. And, I mean, I think this definitely does favor Tampa Bay. But you said the one thing that, that the Chiefs might have hope is that these guys have played football before. You know, you're not inserting rookies um, and, and they've got to be involved all year. So there's a chance it's going to be successful. But, man, it's just like I mean, this is this is a huge blow. And, and like I say, it's it's this Tampa defense. They can get after you. They're playing great ball. Todd Bowles knows how to 
how to how to put pressure on the quarterback. Great linebackers. They know oh, the ball's yeah. gonna be coming out quick. So they're gonna be jumping routes. Um, I mean, it's I, I, I wanna say it's gonna be a big problem, but I always have to point out just that one that one asterisk that uh, it did it did work out at least one time for yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. Mike, if I if I could put it on to you for a second from the defensive line perspective, obviously I I think it's key in, in so much of a lot of offensive line success. And Matt, you can probably elaborate on this a lot better than I can. It's timing, rhythm, knowing exactly where the other guy's supposed to be. And with a lot of these different changes on the Chiefs offensive line, getting that timing down is, is going to be difficult. They have a little bit more time to install and, and try to practice it out. But is there any disadvantage maybe on the defensive side of the ball, knowing that there's not really tape on those guys playing at other positions. In other words, oh, if no. you're from that perspective, how are you approaching it? How are you game planning here? No, you're, you're still watching. You're, you're, you, again, those guys have time in the in the league, so they have they have reps under their belt. What you do when you look over a game plan? Not only do you study a game plan, but then and what players do is you'll start studying tape of the guy you're going to play against. So you'll you know Pierre Paul, Shaq Barrett, they're going to be studying what Remmers does. They studied him at right tackle. Now, you know, what does he, what does he like to do? He'll listen, whatever he's comfortable with at right tackle, I'm sure he's going to try and do at left tackle, whatever, whether it's wide hands, stick hands, however his feet move, he's going to try and do the same thing. So you're watching what they do. And the same thing for what Wiley did at guard. Now he's going to play a tackle. You watch the people you're going to play against the most. So it's going to be no disadvantage to them just because there's new guys in there, they're still going to try and they're going to, there are two positions on the field at a disadvantage because they're doing an unnatural thing. That's offensive linemen and cornerbacks. You're running backwards. You know, in pass plays, you have to go backwards and cornerbacks do the same thing. It's unnatural. The person that's going against them has an advantage. They're running forward to them. So it's not going to change them. The two keys I see on the defense, Vita Vea, the big D tackle for Tampa Bay, he played a lot more in that game against Green Bay than I thought. Now, what a difference of interior play. That's a big dude, and Matt was a center. That's a 350-pounder just trying to push the pocket straight back. And I think the difference maker, because of these two quarterbacks, one of them can move all over the place and the other doesn't move, hasn't from year one and doesn't in year 21, and that's Tom Brady. Chris Jones is a freak of nature on the inside at 6'6", and he can play power, he can play leverage, and he can play quickness, and he can be in the backfield. I guarantee you Tom Brady does not want that pressure coming straight at him because he's going to kill the ball, he's going to go down live to fight another play, or like we saw him do against Green Bay, he's going to fire one up in the air that gets picked off. So I think Chris Jones can have a big impact in this game. Yeah, he's, he's going to be essential. Frank Clark obviously needs to make a difference as well. Uh, you're talking about Brady. I was looking at his, his next-gen stats. Uh, average time of 2.57 seconds to get the ball out. That was one of the best in the league. Uh, and then you're you're talking about, Matt, a, a Chiefs team that had the eighth highest blitz rate in the NFL. So let's let's flip it around a little bit. You're talking about sort of this perspective with, with Kansas City rushing in on Tampa Bay. Uh, what exactly are they looking for? And if you're Tom Brady, are you trying to sort of build a short and intermediate passing game knowing that the Chiefs are going to blitz? Or are you trying to maybe change your protection a little bit knowing that if they're sending more guys, there's better opportunities for one-on-one -on -one matchups down the field? Yeah, I think Kansas City does have to blitz because they, they do need that ball to come out quickly. You know, I think their defense is their defense is not great. I would say their defense is pretty much average, but they've proven that 
they can they ratchet it up a notch in the playoffs. And they they kind of just know, they kind of have that sense of when it's a big play, when it's a big third down, you know, Tyran Matthew or Chris Jones, who Chris Jones did against uh, last week against Buffalo on big third down. It's like when you when you gotta have it, uh, they can they can bring it. I think for Tom Brady, I mean, no quarterback likes to get hit, especially if you're 43 years old. I mean, even if he if he senses the pressure, we've seen him just go down in the fetal position and and live to fight another day. I think what Tampa's going to try to do, they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to put, they're going to try to bang Fournette in there between the tackles and bring in Ronald Jones. And if they can run the ball, which Kansas City is not super stout against the run, um, then then I think Tom Brady's going to going to have his way with them. Uh, that's that's where I see the key being is can Kansas City stop the run on first and second down and get into those obvious passing situations where Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark can pin their ears back and go, and when Spagnola can can draw up some exotic blitzes. Listen, the I agree with you about the running game because everybody says, oh, Brady needs the play action. He throws better. Well, most quarterbacks throw pretty well in play action because the whole idea is to freeze the linebackers. But you got to have a decent running game to do that. You see those linebackers freeze, you know, over the top of them is going to be open. And I do think there's a possibility there. What's been one of the big differences, though, for Tampa Bay, especially on a blitz or even if they need some help in there, who's been the guy? It's been Gronk. Gronk has been the guy staying in. Cameron Brait has been more of a receiving tight end than Gronk has. Gronk has been, and, and quite honestly, has been doing the dirty work. He's the guy chipping. He's the guy staying in. He's the guy uh, helping to pick up the blitz because Kansas City is going to bring it. Spagnuolo is a product of, of way back of Jimmy, Jim Johnson, the late great Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson was my D coordinator at Notre Dame. So I've known Jim Johnson wow. for a long time. God rest his soul. But so Spagnuolo is good. Like Jim is going to dial some stuff up because I agree with Matt. They're not a great defense. They're a good defense that he Spagnuolo really relies on that chess match of when he's going to send the house and can he get home with it? Because if you see him blitz and you see no pressure on Brady, boy, that is a huge advantage of Tampa Bay. It's such a small world in the NFL, right? You know, your your yeah. defensive coordinator in college had such a profound impact on the current defensive coordinator for Kansas City. You know, with the Andy Reid coaching tree, Bruce Arians coaching tree, like everybody is so well connected in a wide shape or form. It's certainly fascinating. Uh, you talked about, you know, a coach that you played for. I'm curious to know with, with the types of guys that you guys played for over the course of your career with Matt, you played for Denny Green, Mike Tice, John Harbaugh, obviously, and, and then Mike uh, with Jerry Glanville, Buddy Ryan. I'm sure I'm missing a couple guys along the way as well. Uh, any particular stories stand out from, from those times with, with some pretty legendary names amongst head coaches? If, if, if Mike played for Jerry Glanville and Buddy Ryan, he's got a million stories. I just want to, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to get an average and listen. Uh, so when I, first got, <laughs> when I first got drafted, Marion Campbell was a coach of the Houston Oilers and then he got fired and Jerry Glanville got his first head coaching job. Jerry Glanville would wear black for all the games. Jerry Glanville on the road would leave two tickets for Elvis <laughs> to every game. And I mean, just Jerry, good dude, but you know what? It didn't, it didn't work really well right in the beginning when he was a defensive-minded coach, tough coach. And I went right to that when I left Houston to Philly for Buddy Ryan. I mean, you want to talk about the epitome. He, didn't, he wouldn't have cared if his players, defensive players, were in jail all week as long as on Sunday they performed. That's all that mattered. That's all that mattered. I mean, and, and unfortunately, again, God rest his soul, he didn't make the greatest head coach because – he didn't do enough with the offense. He was really defensive-minded. 
So when he got fired, Richie Kotite takes over, right? And Richie Kotite's an offensive guy. We got now Bud Carson. Could go down as the greatest D coordinator of all time. I mean, what a guy. And again, God rest his soul. I mean, it's just a shame that people we lose. But during practice, if we weren't involved in practice, basically from the buddy time to now, we just laid around on the field, right? I mean, we literally put a mat down, a blocking dummy down, and laid on it until we had to go meet up with the offense or something. And Richie walked down, not to all the way to us, but by us, and he's just looking down at us because we're not involved in practice. Now, we're all laying around doing our own thing. And I think one of the backup quarterbacks at that point, he goes up to Richie. He told us this later. He said, I went up to Richie, and I said, Richie, why do you let those guys just lay around, do whatever we want? He said, let me tell you. That's the best effing defense in the NFL. They can do whatever they have they want. I don't care. He goes, I don't go near those guys. <laughs> he just let us play. But Buddy was, listen, what he did, you couldn't do now. I mean, he wanted you to fight nine on seven in camp. He went live in camp to where he allowed the offensive line to cut the defensive lineman. Could you imagine if we lost Jerome Brown or Reggie White in practice on a cut block? But he let you do that. And then I finished up with Don Shula. I was actually on Don Shula's uh, uh, team in 93 when he broke the record, George Hallis's record for most wins. We actually did it in Philly against my old team. That was his 325th win. Uh, but he was coming toward the end of his time, that, so it wasn't the Don Shula that everybody knew. But uh, had some pretty, uh, pretty interesting coaches over the years, no doubt about it. Some incredible stories, and I'm sure there's more if we continue this conversation. I, yeah. I know you guys have to run, and, and I'm super grateful for your time. Uh, so be before we get out, I'm sure it's been the question that you've been asked throughout. It's sort of like the contract of, of handling a lot of these Radio Row interviews. you got to find out the prediction for the game. Chiefs are currently three-point favorites, three-and-a-half at some different sports books. But uh, considering that you know I'm going to be having the winning square, I need to know what that final score is going to be so I can make sure that I go ahead and cash in. So, Matt, I'll start with you. Mike, we'll close out with you. Uh, give me a, a final score and prediction for the game. You know, it, it, with, with the stars lined up, with Tom Brady going to Tampa, the game's in Tampa, Chiefs now with injuries and the offensive line, everything says Tampa Bay. And that's why I'm picking the Chiefs 31-28. I, uh, I just think that this Pat, this Pat Mahomes kid is obviously something else. And he's still – I think we it, it's sad, but I think we don't recognize it enough. Andy Reid is a brilliant – football coach you know the way we talk about Bill Belichick as being a genius I feel like Andy Reid is the same on offense and I just feel like they're gonna find a way to get it done and it'll probably be you know Pat Mahomes playgrounding some play out there where he scrambles back and forth and jumps over a guy and then throws it to Tyreek Hill in the end zone 31-28 Chiefs this one is going to be amazing because if it's a close game and the quarterback who has the ball last the score is either tied or they're down you're going to think they're the favorite because both these quarterbacks can take a team down. And that's what I'm calling for. Maybe more out of hope than anything else. 31-31, Mahomes has the ball last. He's going to get them in field goal position. They'll get the three-point win, 34-31. I just think overall, Casey will just find a way to get it done. All right, 31-28, 34-31. Target that one, eight, and four. <laughs> and, I, and I'll feel pretty good about my chances. 
Mike Golick, Matt Burke, thank you guys so much for, for spending some time with us. Again, for anybody looking to become a part uh, of the Super Squares event, you can check it out. You can download the app and also make sure you guys are tuning in for that Twitch watch party as well. It sounds like an absolute blast. Looking forward to being a part of it and uh, really appreciate your guys' time with us today. This is a lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks man. man.